Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi update. So y'all, I have been exercising some self-care. I took off a few days of work to extend my weekend on the front and the back because sis needed a break. And it just made me want more time off, (laughs) but it was good. Um, I did a whole lot of nothing and that's why you're getting this podcast episode today because I was committed to doing a whole lot of nothing. Um, What else did I do? Ooh, so on Friday, we did do a family photo shoot. Now, My family is no stranger to photo shoots, but this time we did it with my in-laws. So it was like a belated Mother's Day gift for my mother-in-law. And let's see, my husband and I have been together for 17 years. And in that time, my in-laws have not had any professional photos. So it was something I've been wanting to do. And I've kind of been giving him the idea for years, but we finally got it done. So my niece came over and beat my face. My niece always, if y'all see me with like for real makeup on, not the shit I do in the bathroom for five minutes, um, then my niece did it. So she came over, beat my face and my mother-in-law came over and she beat her face too. And that was like the first time she had like really had, you know, like professional makeup and all of that. And it was fun to just watch her sit and get pampered. And um, then we got all dolled up. We went with the white shirts and denim jeans, bottoms. And yeah. We had a good time. So um, my rock star photographer, Daryl Todd, aka D Todd on the gram, that's Todd with two Ds. He is my favorite. Like (laughs) my mom always says that it's not enough to just say like, he's your photographer. It's a whole experience working with him. Like it's a good time, music on or music off. Like we laugh, we joke, like he is just such an amazing photographer, but he has an amazing personality and he really gives you the whole experience. And I love that because it makes your pictures even better. You're not uptight and all that other stuff. So we had uh, lots of laughs and stuff <laughs> at the expense of each other. And we took some really, really dope pictures. And yeah, um, I was going to say I'm sh- I'll share them, which I will. I didn't enroll them all out because that's aggressive and it's a shit ton of them. <laughs> so I'm not trying to fill my feed with a bunch of poses in the same outfits. So um, I shared one. I actually took one. So um, he had... Uh, me and Babe do this thing where we're like just walking down the sidewalk, just talking to each other. And so I took the pictures he snapped from that and put it into like a little video that I did post. So it's 45 individual photos that I put together and it just came out really, really dope. So um, you can see that and everything else um, at Mimi Cute Lips on the gram and on the book, hell everywhere. But I only posted them on Instagram and Facebook. So there is that. So that was one of the things I did do. And I got new sneakers, y'all. 
<laughs> Matter of fact, the new sneakers I had recently gotten, I did the photo shoot in because sis is only wearing sneakers wherever she go. I don't care the occasion. I don't care how fancy or not. I got to shoot for it. But then these other joints that I had been waiting on. So um, they are a collab and they're um, a women's Air Jordan 1. Oh, y'all. It's not your typical Jordan 1. It's got satin trimming, the swooshes in satin. It's this brilliant, like royal blue color and this perfect emerald green. First of all, I hate everything green. Let me start with that. I don't like the color green. I just, I just don't. Um, but it's like a pretty emerald green and the two colors together are everything. And the bottoms are yellow and they're coveted. They're sought out. So I wore them. Uh, Nori and I went over to the mall. When did we go to the mall? On Saturday, we had a mommy daughter day because um, the boys were gone. And we went to the mall because she likes to spend my money for fun. And uh, people kept stopping me about my shoes. The one dude who worked in the van store we went in, he was taking pictures of it, him and his wife of sneakerheads. And it was just a whole production. And she was cracking up laughing. She was like, it's a good thing I had my mask on because that was funny. So the shoes are hot. I did post those to the grant. They, they hot as fuck. I'm just saying. Anyway, so um, because I have been doing a whole lot of nothing, that is as <laughs> exciting as your Mimi update is for this week. I mean, it's all right. Okay, so let's get into some pop culture. There are a whole lot of things happening and I'm excited about them. Some of them, some of them are like future things. So you got hold your mule on it, but some of them are in the near future. And so that part is exciting. So First of all, let's talk about respect, some good old R-E-S-P-E-C-T. So I told you way back when that another, well, not another, but a movie of um, Aretha Franklin's life was being made starring Jennifer Hudson. I told talked to y'all about that when I was watching the Nat Geo series, which was bomb. And now the trailer is out for this movie, Respect, y'all. It looks really good. I told you from jump, I was going to watch both. I like to watch movies about people's lives and every iteration they have, I'm going to watch. I told you I've seen every movie they have made about Whitney Houston's life because I like to watch that stuff. So not only does it star Jennifer Hudson, but Forrest Whitaker is in it. Marlon Wayans is in it. And I was like, wait a minute, because Marlon is goofy as hell. He is a good time. Um... Babe and I did a dinner with him. What did we do a dinner for? Oh, for his show. His show Marlin came out and he was in DC. And we were part of a group of people who did dinner with him to watch the premiere. And before we even got to watching the show, like we were just doubled over with laughter. Like he's so down. He's so funny. Just off the humble. I cannot wait to see him in this role because it's a serious role. He's playing one of Aretha's husbands and it was mean and all her husbands were mean. Well, Glenn Turner wasn't mean, but um, he's playing one of the mean, nasty husbands and he's abusive and all of this stuff. All things that are just outside of who we have seen Marlon be as a actor. And I cannot wait to see it. First of all, you got to convince me. <laughs> convince me. Um, and then Titus Burgess. Titus Andromedon, for those of you who watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, who I absolutely adore. Also, Titus was in, um, oh shit, uh, the movie he did with Eddie Murphy, 
um, on Netflix. The name of it is Dolomite is my name. That's what it is. Titus was also in that too. So I don't know who he's playing in this movie, but like I said, I'm going to watch. I'm excited about it. It is in theaters in August, which sucks because I'm not ready to go to the theater. And maybe y'all are, but that's just not my juice right now. Um, I need a little HBO Max or something. So I'm going to have to see, but I do want to see the movie. So if you ready to be out there, raw dog in the air into the movie theaters, then you um, can check it out in the theaters. But either way, I'm going to see it somehow, some way, and I'll report back. All right, moving on. So I'm on the fence about this one, y'all. So there is a Hocus Pocus 2 coming out. Now, Hocus Pocus is a classic. Do you care about it too? Because I don't feel like I care about a two. I don't feel like we need a two. And I don't know who decided that we needed a two. But a, a two is coming. Whether we want one or not. Um, the original came out in 1993. So it's been a hot minute. But still, I don't feel like we need another one. Yet here we are. So the gang is back. Bet Sarah and Kathy are all confirmed to be in Hocus Pocus 2. And they are slated to start production this fall. And the movie's um going to be on Disney Plus next year. Now, y'all know I don't like scary shit. But Hocus Pocus, uh, Hocus Pocus, Pocus, I can't even say it now, Um, is just, it's a Halloween movie, but it is very minimal in the scary department. <laughs> so definitely enough for me to watch. Um. I don't even remember how it left off off the top of my head to even begin to put a storyline or a possible storyline together, but it's coming. So next year, they doing a thing. All right. So speaking of new shows, so Lil John, yes, rapper, producer, Lil John got a show coming and it's on HGTV. I am so fucking excited about this. So, so excited. So Lil John got his own home improvement show, which I would not have put home improvement and Lil John together, but I'm here for it. So it's called Lil John Wants to Do What? And it's a home renovation show. So Lil John will also do the show with an expert designer and builder, Anitra. Um, Anitra is from Mega Dens, and they're going to win um, win over homes with like this... Uh, not so typical kind of style of renovations, some DIY and some stuff mixed up into it. Um, either way, first of all, y'all already told y'all I'm addicted to HGTV. We'll talk a little more about that later on, but um, stay with me here. So adding another HGTV show to what I'm already watching is not outside of the norm for me at all. I am probably way too excited about this. Now, it's supposed to come out this summer. I don't know the when, but... I follow HGTV on the Grammage, and so I'll find out and let you know so you can watch. All right, so in some sad but uh, necessary TV news, Blackish is ending. So season eight is going to be the final curtain call, and um, show creator Kenya Burris posted to his IG that he had this Blackish announcement, and it was to all the people in the world I love, honor, respect, and care for. It is both exciting and bittersweet to share that Blackish has been renewed by ABC for its eighth and final season. So, 
Um, he went on to say that in this day and age, it is rare to get to decide when your show should come to an end and that we are grateful along with ABC to be able to make this final season exactly what we'd hoped for and to do that with an entire and amazingly stellar cast coming back to close this chapter out with us the right way. So I'm excited. Babe and I still watch Blackish. I don't know who does. Um, I will say I don't love it as much as I did when it first came out. I think it got a little tricky once the kids began to get older and Zoe went away to college. It lost its luster for me. But we still watch. The topics are still funny um, and relative and all that other stuff. But I think it has run its course. So I'm not mad that they are going out. At least they get the closure. They get to wrap the story and we get to see it. I almost envision like this, um, a different world <laughs> kind of ending. Do you remember when a different world ended? Uh, Whitley was pregnant and her and Dwayne moved out. The apartment was ending. They turned out the light and kind of that was it. For whatever reason, I imagine this Um but also, um, Oldish is supposed to be coming out, which stars uh, Mom and Pops from Blackish. So you still got your thing if you still like to watch. And also, there's Grownish. I watched Grownish in the very beginning. I quit it some time ago. Um, I'm too old for the demographic. But um, yeah, so they're leaving, but we still got some time to see them hit it out of the park for one more season. All right, moving on. So Mike Tyson has a, uh, it's not his show, it's ABC. ABC is doing a series on Mike Tyson called The Knockout. And I have already set my DVR to record. The first one airs tonight, and then the next one airs on June 1st. So tonight at 8 p.m. on ABC, I don't know what it's about. I'm assuming it's about his life because, duh, what else would it be about? Um... I've watched some other stuff about Mike. I told y'all I like to watch <laughs> documentaries and movies and shit about people's lives. So this is just another one. Um, Mike has had some interesting shit take place in his life since, you know, the last time somebody really talked about it. So, all right, moving on. So there is a old school show that is getting a reboot. And... I don't want to, I can't wrap this up kind of in a way that I did Hocus Pocus to, because while we don't need it, I'm here for it. So, Wonder Years is getting a reboot. Did y'all watch? I feel like this is a rhetorical question. Depending on the age group of my following, I feel like a good amount of you, if you're my age, watch The Wonder Years and you remember how dope it was. It was an all-white sitcom. It was hilarious. It was perfect for family television. Um, Yeah. I believe... Mm, I believe the episodes are on Netflix. So if you never watched The Wonder Years, which was really, really good television... Um, I believe that you can watch the repeat episodes on Netflix. So The Wonder Years was a drama set in the late 80s and went on into the early 90s. They had like six seasons. It was good television. It was such good television. So it starred Fred Savage. He was Kevin and... um. There was Winnie, 
who was played by Danica McKellar and some other people. And I can't remember their names off the top of my head. But they're getting a reboot on ABC, which is crazy. And guess what? Plot twist. This version of Wonder Years focuses on a black middle class family in Montgomery, Alabama during the 1960s and follows the star of the show. I think the character's name is Dean and he's a preteen. So I'm excited, y'all. They got a trailer out. You could totally Google it and watch it. I'll link it to um, the description too. Um, But I'm excited about it. And the extra icing on the cake is that um, so for those, okay, so if you don't know the Wonder Years, that you have the characters, right? They're going about their everyday lives, but there's also a narrator on the show. Well, in the reboot, Don Cheadle is going to be the voice of the narrator. And that is perfect. Like he's so perfect for it. So I'm hella excited. Also, um, Dulé Hill is in it, Alan Maldonado. There's some other folks, some familiar faces for sure. Alan Maldonado is also, he's been in a whole bunch of shit. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind right now is the last OG with Tiffany Haddish and Tracy Morgan. Um, so I am excited about this and I think it would do very, very well. I'm excited that it is on a, ma- a major network and everything. Get this. On top of all of this excitement, Lee Daniels is a co-director and co-executive producer of the project. So um, he knows how to tell black stories. So in that regard, it's in safe hands. Um, It will air on Wednesday nights at 1130 p.m. in the fall. Also, I feel like that is a perfect time frame for it to come out. Plus, all the good shit comes out in, um, in the fall. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited about it. If you don't know who Dulé is, he was in Ballers. He was in Suits, West Wing, Psych, some other kind of shit. Um, but yeah, I'm hella, hella excited about that. Now, naturally, it's way too early for me to set my DVR, but if I could, I would. All right, moving on. So Dr. Mina Okafor is returning to television. No, not in The Resident because she quit that shit. But okay. I shouldn't say Dr. Okafor because (laughs) Dr. Okafor is not coming to TV. But Seanette Renee Wilson, who is the person who played Mina Okafor, she got a new gig, y'all, already. I figured it had to be something. Um, So she's set to co-star opposite of Harrison Ford in the next installment of Indiana Jones, the series. Which I didn't know they had a series. I don't know if they had one previously. Indiana Jones is not my bag. I definitely watched some as a kid, but that's it. So it's a Disney production, a Lucasfilm situation. And um, Steven Spielberg is involved, but he's not directing. So um, I don't have any thoughts and or opinions about it. I'll probably not even watch, even though I love... Mina Okafor and I think Seanette is really really dope I probably won't tune in to watch all right moving on so I think this is probably our last pop culture update and this one has my head spinning y'all I feel a fucking way about it (sighs) I only have water sitting here beside me I feel like I need a drink do you know today is national wine day get your ass a drink okay anyway 
It is National Wine Day, though. I'm serious. So BET has a new show out and I want to like it, but I don't. I don't like it at all. And am I going to watch it? Yes, I am. But I don't want to. (sighs) Okay. So it's called BET Presents the Encore. And essentially, this is a show of has-beens trying to get that old thing back. Now, BET describes it as them bringing together nine of the most memorable solo artists and girl groups from the 1990s and 2000s to form the ultimate R&B supergroup in this new original series. I don't know if you heard everything I said, but I stopped at the word memorable. That part is a solid question mark for me. Now, as I read you the names, you tell me, do any of these people fit in the memorable category? Every last one of these people on this show is forgettable as fuck. No shade, but they weren't the stars of these groups they weren't stars as solo artists so why would they be memorable anyway let's run down the list so shamari devoe who was in black she's also married to ronnie devoe from new edition you've um also seen her pop up at one season of real housewives of atlanta irish greenstead which is from 702 Lamisha Greenstead, which is her sister, who was also in 702. So they were the two light-skinned girls. Then Nivea. The last time I saw Nivea's name in the media is because she is one of the baby mamas to Lil Wayne when he was having a whole gang of kids at the same time. Memorable? Nope. Felicia King from Cherish. I have no idea who or what that group is. Pamela Long from Total. Remember Keisha, Kima, and Pam? I do know who she is. Not memorable, though. Um, she's actually from here. <laughs> Lives here. Anyway, and then um, Aubrey O'Day from Danity Kane. She irritates my spirit. She has done so much shit to her face. It's absurd. And then she was on a season of marriage boot camp. She is exhausting. Exhausting. And then lastly... Keely Williams, who was from 3LW. She's the only one from 3LW who is not on TV. Because Adrian Ballon uh, Houghton is on The Real. And then Notori Naughton, who was all Mrs. Power and all of that. Um, the other two have been solidly working and we see them all the time. So she's the only one left. So... These are the most memorable solo artists and girl groups, according to BET's description. So this is an unscripted show, which reality TV is always scripted. It's it's definitely scripted reality, but whatever. Um, All of these grown ass women are going to move into a house together, write music, learn choreography and record an album and perform live somewhere in 30 days. I have so many questions and I just don't even care to get the answers, but I'm going to watch this shit. It's giving me real making of the band vibes. I'm going to complain the whole time I watch it. I just know it. But yet here I am. So there will be a rotating roster of like music industry executives and stuff like that. That'll pop in each week to help them out. Again, giving me making the band vibes. Anyway, it's some shit to do this summer. So it premieres on Wednesday, June 9th. So in like two weeks at 10 p.m. on BT and BT Her. 
So if you watch, and I'm going to remind you, you let me know. Matter of fact, when I finish recording this episode, I'm going to see if it's early enough where I can set the DVR so I don't forget to watch this inevitable train wreck of what I feel like is going to be a whole bunch of grown ass women fussing and fighting with each other like small ass children. All right. So more Ratchet TV coming. (laughs) That's it. That's all for pop culture. Okay, what Mimi is watching. I think I was watching quite a bit of TV during my sabbatical. So let's run through it. Tamron Hall. So I'm not a daily watcher of Tamron Hall, even though I do enjoy her show. But I tend to watch like Fox 5 Morning News. And then it rolls into Wendy Williams, The Real, Tamron Hall and all of that. And if I'm not invested, I'll just leave the TV on the same channel the whole time. So I happened to catch her the other day when Billy Porter was on as her guest. I love Billy Porter. Love, love, love him. His whole scene in the, um, in the movie, uh, The Boss. Is it called The Boss? I can't think of it. With Tiffany Haddish. Uh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Hilarious. Sheer hilarity. Um, no, it's not. What is that movie called? Y'all, I can't think of it. Anyway, it'll come to me. Um, But his whole entire role, like a boss, that was it. His whole entire role in that movie was hilarious. Except for Billy was on Tamara Hall to get real serious. And he shared that he has, um, he's HIV positive. That was something that he chose not to share. And um, definitely news to us. Not that we needed to know because he can if he wants to because that's his business. But he said he was ready to share. So he was diagnosed with HIV in 2007. Um, He said it was a really rough year for him. He wasn't working. He was like filing bankruptcy papers. And then boom, he finds out that he's HIV positive. So um, (laughs) in the episode, he shared that he and his sister had a pack. And the pack was that they were not going to tell his mother and that she was going to go to her grave and they would never tell her. Well, he decided now was the time. So a few days before he went public with it, um, he told his mom. I can't even imagine what that conversation went like, but she was loving, she was receiving and accepting and she was proud of him for standing in his truth and being, you know, bold enough to share that. Um, Which is the desired outcome whenever you share, you know, such information with the people that you love and love you. So um, he went on to say that he was living like a similar life to his character, Pray Tell, from the show Pose, um, except for he made it and he got what he needed and he takes care of himself. He said that he's in the best health and he has ever been. He goes to the doctors every three months and gets checked up, but he wants to be an advocate. And so he had to make sure, I guess, I mean, that could be traumatizing. It's devastating news. Doesn't mean that life is over, but it could feel like that in the moment. And so it's smart of him to reconcile with his own feelings before he was ready to share it with the world. So um, I'm sure you'll definitely hear more of him talking about um, being HIV positive and being um, an advocate even greater than he, you know, has been up to date. So he is also on the cover of The Hollywood Reporter and they are talking to him about living his life and not defending your life. And that's a word. Ooh, that's a word. All right. So 
The Resident. So at this point, I've probably watched two episodes of The Resident, including the finale. And Nick and Conrad are the proud parents of a baby. Her name is Georgina Grace Hawkins. Um, Dr. Profesh came home with Dr. Davey and so, and they got nasty, y'all. I think they are so cute together. That matchmaker was spot on. They are perfect for each other. And then Billy, who is Nick and Conrad's friend that was gone and then showed the fuck up. She came home to find her adopted son that she had wrote off via text message standing in her home. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Um, yeah, (laughs) that was crazy. And then... Um, Dr. Austin, so the Raptors mom, oh, she collapsed. She had like, she, her chemo treatment was working or radiation. I can't remember what they were doing, but her cancer treatment was working and her scans were clear. And then she collapsed and they discovered that she had uh, a previous tumor that had weakened her spine. And so she needed emergency surgery. So we saw that in the finale. And then Dr. Kane, ugh, I still don't like him. (laughs) Like, Playing Doc Morris Chestnut playing his character has so ruined it for me. Now he was never my juge, but I forever feel like he's Kane in real life, even though I'm sure he's not. Anyway, so he's still in love with the sickle cell patient Rose, and um, he was being Kane, but he did come in at the ninth hour and help out with the surgery for Doctor Austin's mom, which is very kind of him, but he's still a dick. Um, and then who else is left? Oh, Bell's stepson and his husband made Sammy's adoption legal and I was all in my feelings. They did it at her bedside as the daughter of another patient there is a judge in the state of Georgia, which is where they are. And she performed the ceremony right there and it was so freaking cute. Um, And then the episode closed out with Nick and Conrad coming home with the baby and they was just like, shit, we parents. <laughs> like, how did we get here? Um, It's a funny realization, you know, like life is forever changed and the life that you knew prior to this point is gone, never to return again. Um, And that even as a doctor and a nurse, they were worried about her breathing. Like, oh my God, is she breathing? And they get up and they like take off to go check on her, which is such a new parent thing. Um, So some things just don't change (laughs) no matter who the new parent is. I would say it was a solid wrap up of the season. It was a lot going on in the season, even though I'm still extremely bitter about Mina leaving the show. Um, It was pretty decent. So then there was All Rise. All Rise has been getting on my nerves. I'm still enjoying it, but it is getting on my nerves. First, Amy broke up with Mark and I was just like, bitch, you did him dirty. How? So she was honest. She is... She said she would break up with him so she could continue to take care of her estranged husband. She provides his medical insurance and he has lupus. It's like really debilitating for him. And Mark was like, yeah, I hear you and all, but I still want to be with you. And then in the finale, he proposed to her. How about his proposal said, will you marry me after you get a divorce? (laughs) And she said, yes, I'll marry you after the divorce. Girl, love is blind. It will take over your mind. And I just like it's admirable on one hand what she's doing. But at the same time, sis, this this ain't it. Like you're going to continue to put your life on hold to take care of him. And I understand he's not in a position to work for himself. And maybe I'm just a bitch. Um, Like you don't have to be mean to him. But girl, anyway, moving on. So um, Emily, 
and Joaquin were talking about going to Miami and I was pissed that she was willing to leave Luke behind because how could you leave Luke behind? Well, in the finale, we see her, she's at the airport and Luke busts up in the front, squealing his tires and declares his love for her and she loves him back and it's all a sweet and mushy moment and she's like, but I gotta go and he's like, don't go with this man and she was like, nah, I'm not going with him. I'm going to find myself outside of my job. I don't know who I am. Because she had some drama going on when the show first started. She was like coming out of like an abusive abusive relationship and all that other stuff. And so she was like, I'm going to Puerto Rico to see my family and to find myself. And I was like, I support that. So I'm glad she didn't choose uh, Joaquin. And Luke said that he'll wait. That he absolutely loves her and wants her to find herself so she can be whole. And I was like, okay, you too. So we'll see what happens next season. Um, what else? Who was? Oh, okay. So then it was Samantha and Nessa. And I already knew the uh, HLA. HLA stands for Hot Lesbian Action. I don't think that's an official term. Whatever. Um, so they decided to become roommates. And they was totally giving me lesbian vibes um, last week. And I guess maybe Samantha is fluid because she used to be with Luke. But um, yeah, now... Um, they about to be a thing because they were sucking face at the end of the finale. Uh, we'll have to see how that play, plays out. And um, Judge Lola walked in on them and that shit was funny. Um, and then last but not least, Lola Carmichael. So she wasn't sure if she wanted to run for judge again because the people on the social media are still coming for her from the very first episode. I'm so sick of that shit. Um, and who, her husband who always rubs me the wrong way quit the fbi to be a stay-at-home dad oh this sounds admirable but he gets on my nerves so the two of them run away and i guess they have like this this need to just get back on one accord so they renew their vows and it was a cute little ceremony or whatever for somebody i don't care a whole lot about <laughs> here's the fun fact though from that episode so they do the vow renewal and all their friends their work friends and stuff are there and as they're turning to, you know, kind of walk back down the aisle at the end, you see the DJ playing. DJ Tailwind Turner, which we've seen on previous episodes. And he is actually um, Judge Carla's, George Carla, Judge Lola's husband in real life. So it was hilarious to me <laughs> that he was the DJ at her fake vow renewal to somebody else. So make that money. Keep it in the house. I'm not mad at it. All right. The 911s, um, I have not watched the finales for 911. They're both sitting on the DVR, but I have not watched. I watched the episodes leading up to it. And um, 911 Lone Star last week had me in my motherfucking feelings. So Tommy's husband died, and it was a lot. When I say Gina Torres, I believe that's her real name, acted her ass off. Yo, she needs all of the accolades, all of the accolades because she nailed it. Oh my God, she nailed it. I was shocked. I had my mouth open and I was like, girl, I'm not even sure that I'm still watching you act because it was so convincing. My heart was hurting for her and this wasn't even for real. Um... She did a great job. She did a really, really good job. So, like I said, I haven't watched the finale. 
So I can't talk about it, but um, I I do know that from Lone Star, um, Brianna Baker has been promoted to a series regular. So next season, we'll definitely see more of her. We saw a little more of her this season, more than we had seen before. But um, she plays Nancy. But now we about to see a whole lot more of her. So good for her. All right. Um, I haven't. That means I haven't watched. I told you the finale for the regular nine one one, or Grey's Anatomy, or Station nineteen. They're all on the DVR, and I watched the episode leading up to it. Good, but nothing really noteworthy. I was not impressed. Um, then there was Uncensored with DMX. So in true fashion, he started the episode out with a prayer. Uh, he prayed for the good and the bad. And as I was listening to him, I was just like, damn, you didn't even make it to see this episode air. But oddly enough, his prayer was so fitting. Um, so he said he, w- he was always told that he wouldn't live to make it to 20. So he fought hard to prove that. And so I guess he beat the odds uh, far longer and greater than people thought since he made it to 50. So then there was This Is Us. And we're getting ready for their season finale. But I love Randall and Beth. I always love Randall and Beth. Like, I keep begging for a spinoff. This is us is ending, but give me a Randall and Beth show. Um, with last week's episode, I don't know if this wedding's going to happen with Kevin and Madison. They're all over the place. But Uncle Nicky is so just... He just fly by the seat of his pants. He's fucking hilariously inappropriate at all of the wrong time. All of the wrong times. Um, all right, so I got a new HGTV addiction. A new show that I'm addicted to because I've long been addicted to HGTV. Y'all, it's called Bargain Block. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? I don't even know what it is about this show that has me head over heels in love with it more than the other shows. But it's a new HGTV show. It started in April, like mid-April. And partners in business and life, Keith and Evan, um, they kind of, they want to be part of like restoring um, Detroit. So they are buying up the block. So what they're doing is they're taking these like dilapidated properties in Detroit and they're making them over and selling them. So um, the scrappy visionaries, they buy rundown and abandoned properties, like I said, and transform them into affordable, stylish starter homes for first time home buyers. Y'all, the shit that they are doing to these homes is amazing. I think, now that I'm saying this, the part of the appeal for me is they aren't these rich people flipping houses like you typically see. They don't have a whole lot of money. They they buying and flipping these houses that are $25,000, $30,000, like not big money, right? But I mean, enough, they're doing it. Um, And so... That means they don't have a whole lot of money for design. So they DIY a lot. They thrift a lot. But the shit looks like a million fucking bucks. Like some of the stuff they do blows my mind. So if you have not watched, do watch. I think I have at least watched five episodes, probably twice each at minimum. Episode two is one of my favorites. And I think episode five. Yes, I've watched so much. I've got favorites. But it's a bomb show. It's a show that realistically you can take the design ideas that they share 
and go out right now and recreate them. Whereas some of the other shows, you need a whole lot of money. Like these are bomb designs and I like watching them, but they're really expensive to then pull off. Not for bargain block. You can go out and do it right here, right now. Hell, sometimes you could just go out in your backyard and get the stuff. So check it out. Um, I think this is by far the most exciting thing I've watched all week is that The Shy returned. Oh my God. Babe and I had our mouth open as we watched the new season. And <sighs> The Shy never disappoints. They never disappoint. I'm gonna go ahead and put that out there. But this new season though, they hit us upside the head the first episode out the gate. So, Jake, Papa, and Kevin are confronted with the harsh reality of how the world views young black men in the aftermath of an act of police brutality. So, as the friends reckon with a broken system, the aftershocks ripple across the south side. There was a lot going on. So, we see... Kevin's sister trying to figure out like what she's going to do, what she wants to do with this baby that she's pregnant with. And um, it seems that Keisha wants to put this baby up for adoption. We don't really know how that's going to shake out. And then um, we meet Tabitha Brown, who is a new character on the show. So we get to see her. There's some other new characters coming, but we haven't seen them as of yet. It was a really, really good return. Candy Burris is returning her role. And so I can't wait to see what happens. Also, it looks like that Kevin's mama and them got a new apartment. Nobody really addresses it, but their house is different. Anyway, <laughs> if you are a fan of The Shy, let me know if you watch. If you have not watched The Shy, you are missing out on incredible fucking television. All right, moving on. So I watch some one-off movies. Um on Netflix. So I like to scroll through Netflix. I like to check out and see what's trending and what the new releases are. So I watched a movie called This Lady This Lady Called Life on Netflix. It's like one of the African movies and um I enjoyed it, y'all. It was good. <laughs> so she was like abandoned by her family. She's like a young single mother and she's just trying to figure out life. Her mom is a cunt, peak cunt. Oh my god. She was such a terrible person. Um, But this young lady has dreams of becoming an elite chef. And so um, you get to kind of see her go through that journey. It was good. I enjoyed it. And then I watched In Our Mother's Garden, which was also on Netflix. That was more of a special than a movie. Um, I hadn't even heard of it. I imagine, though, that it came out around Mother's Day. It gives you real Mother's Day vibes. So... It's a quick watch. It's black women telling their stories about their mothers, their grandmothers, about their history, about their culture, just the nuances and the women in their lives um, that made them who they are and how they were raised and taught to, you know, be empowered and love themselves and what all of that means. It's, um, it's a good watch. It's a very easy watch, like I said, and it's a bit informative It was oddly soothing to watch. Like it was just real chill. Even the graphics and stuff they have like just had a nice vibe. Um, Ooh, speaking of, I told y'all the shot return, but black love return. That's my second favorite thing that I watched this week. So black love is back. 
And I feel like I've been waiting forever for this new season. I don't even know how often the seasons come out, but they don't feel like they're often enough. But I enjoy them. So I've watched episode one, which was about how the couples got together. And then episode two was about finances. That one was an interesting conversation. Um, so far, I've seen Tab and Chance and um, Kenny Lattimore and his new wife, Lettucey and her husband. I think they've been married like three years. So he's new-ish. Um, it was good. It's always good. I always, I don't take notes while I'm watching, but I totally could take notes because they give you so many free gems that it's like, why would you not soak up this knowledge? It's like therapy for me. It's like being in couples therapy by myself. Um, I, I like to watch it by myself. Like it's just my me time, but just the nuances, like one part is a reminder, right? So the things you think you may be experiencing in your relationship currently or past relationship, um, Maybe you felt like that was just you. And then you get to see these couples like share their truth. And it's things that you can relate to. Everybody, almost everybody can relate to most of these things. And so it's nice to listen to how each person feels, what their perspective is about the issue, how they resolved it, how they moved on, how they got past it, how they grew from it, like all of that stuff. So I freaking love it. I could watch it all day long and be just fine. Um... And then lastly, the Upshaws. I forgot to tell y'all about the Upshaws on the last episode. Um, I don't really feel like I have a big update. I told you about it before it came out that it starred Kim Fields and Wanda Sykes and um, Mike Epps. I don't love it. I don't full on hate it, but I don't love it. It's not funny for me and it's supposed to be like a comedy. I think it may not be funny funny to me because I can't relate although I am entertained by other things that I cannot relate to but so I love dad stop embarrassing me which was Jamie Foxx's show um, that he did with his real life daughter Corinne and it was corny but it was funny and I enjoyed it um this show I feel like it's very stereotypical um so Mike Epps character, he's got a wife. He's married to Kim Fields. They got some kids. He got some side kids and some other shit. One of his baby mamas was like stripping and like it feeds into all of the stereotypes. I've only watched a few episodes and I'm not sure that I would even continue watching them. It's not my kind of TV. Now, everybody got some ratchet in them and I'm fine with that. But this was just too much for me. I just didn't like the messaging that I was getting from it. So I'm probably not gonna watch it again, but if you like it, let me know. Or if you watch and how you feel, it's not one that you watch with the kids or anything like that, cause it's a whole lot going on. It's definitely a bit more vulgar than just what I thought it was going to be. So that's it for what Mimi is watching. Okay, so let's talk about getting summer ready. Are y'all ready for summer? I'm counting down. My kids have 14 more days of school <laughs> and I sound like one of the goddamn kids, but I am coming up, coming down, counting down. I'm so ready for the school year to be over. Um, yeah, actually, Nori has uh, 14 more days of summer. I mean, of school. Nasir only has 13 because he is in high school. And so the school is closed for graduation day. So he gets an extra day off. But. I'm just over it. Like, 
I don't want to parent this way anymore. I just want to break. And so um, while my kids are looking forward to it, so is their mama. Um, Now, my son is doing so as of next month, my son will officially be a senior in high school. And so he's doing dual enrollment. So he he is doing um, he's taking one college class this summer so that next year, this time next year, let me get out my feelings. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's like a, a gut punch to me a little bit. Just saying my son is the class of 2022. My son graduates high school next year. And sis is struggling with the reckoning. I'm so happy for him. I'm so proud of him. He's an amazing kid. He's an amazing student. But all of that realization is going to have me all in my motherfucking feelings. And I know it. Anyway, so he is doing dual enrollment um, this summer. So he's taking a class at the community college. And it's a program that um, PG County Schools has. And they pay for it. And he gets the college credit. So when he walks into college... In 2022, he will always already come bearing credits that his mama and daddy ain't had to pay for. So there's that. So he's taking a statistics class. He wants to be a mechanical engineer. So he's doing it. So he has a class this summer. It's like for two months, a month and a half. No, about a, a little less than two months. So he'll be doing that. But it's one class. It's way easy to manage him with one class (laughs) and not having anything else. Um, So Nori is going to do, she's participating in the SEEK program, which is um, a STEM program by NSBE, which is the National Society for Black Engineers. So she's going to do that for a little bit this summer. Um, I'm excited for her because uh, what she wants to be is fleeting. So she doesn't really know. But um, she likes to be creative. So Nasir did some extra credit this week for um, his AP chemistry class. And he had to, I don't know, make some sort of experiment with cabbage. And she was glued to his hip watching. Now, I will say when his chemistry teacher does experiments in school, me and Babe be standing right over his shoulder watching because it's exciting and it's fun. So. I don't know if she'll stick with it, but she definitely has some interest in STEM, just like um, my husband's engineer and then, you know, our son. So want to just give her the opportunity to see what she's going to see, you know, find her interest, do something different. They've already sent her a drone that she'll use for the program and some other stuff. So she is over the moon excited and I'm excited for her to have this opportunity. So um, Babe and I decided that our kids will not do summer camp this year. So this will be um, their last summer at home. (laughs) And then my son has one more summer after that before he goes to school. So um, typically, pre-pandemic, the kids spent their summer at summer camp for martial arts. Um, Nasir is a teen, so he was an instructor. uh, And he was like the camp counselor, so to speak. And then Nori was just the camper. So this will be their second summer at home. So... They have some stuff to do. Like I said, she'll do the SEEK program, which she probably wouldn't have been able to do if she was at summer camp. Um, I'm planning us some vacations. That's definitely me getting us summer ready. So I've planned the first one for June. We're going to do some camping. I said camping here, glamping. Okay. Because we did some camping before. And yeah, (laughs) our cabin did not have a bathroom in it. 
So there's that. That is not the case this time. So um, my plan is to plan us a vacation every month. Um, Typically in July, we do like a week worth of vacation. Um, We used to do that that way because that coincided with summer camp and they were always closed for 4th of July, but we got the freedom to pick whatever we want. So I will plan us out a long vacation in July. I'm thinking the beach. I don't know what beach. I don't want to be at an overly crowded beach. I know that, you know, the restrictions have been lifted and folks supposed to be operating with the honor system about wearing a mask and all of that. So if I go to a quieter beach, then that's less for me to stress out about. So July is going to be a beach and then August, I don't know what that's going to be. I haven't figured that out yet, but at least June is booked and paid for. So um, what else have I been doing to get summer ready? Oh, y'all, I started working out. (laughs) I don't know why my immediate reaction (laughs) was to laugh, but I have been, I've been working out. I'm trying to get myself together. Um, I started... Like the first week of May, so I'm working with the One Fitness and um, Coach Ay, um, also known as Aaron Yarbo. He's actually a childhood friend of mine. He does personal training and all that other stuff. He's a diehard athlete, always has been. Um, in high school, he ran track. He played football. Um, Post college, he like did arena football. He is so serious about his athletics. So, I have entrusted him. <laughs> Uh, to help me get my busted can of biscuits together. Now, uh, I feel like I'm late on work in this summer body. So maybe um, this is probably more like a fall body since I'm just starting (laughs) to work on it. But um, it's coming, y'all. It's coming. So uh, I have to get on board with the whole meal situation. I'm doing better, but I have not fully committed to eating So I'm the skinny fat girl. I've relied on genetics for 40 years of my life to keep me slim and trim. And now I need to get my shit together, coupled with a global pandemic and being in a house, not moving much and eating all the time. So I have mostly I have mostly cut out beverages to the point where I might have one non-water drink a day, which I'm fine with. I love water. Um, That might be hard for people who don't like water, but I'm fine with it. So I'm drinking water for my meals, maybe one meal a day. Yesterday, I think I only drank water all day long. I'm peeing like Seabiscuit because that's the byproduct of drinking water. Um, And I've made changes to my diet. I haven't full on changed it because baby steps. I'm just trying to be consistent at exercising. I can't throw everything in at one time. That doesn't work well for me. So um, I wanted a snack at 1 a.m. this morning. I was still awake and I wanted a snack and I chose a healthy snack, which sounds really mature. So I love Granny Smith apples and peanut butter. I buy the little Jiffy cups like you would put in your kid's lunch and I slice the apple and dip it in peanut butter. And that's my snack. So at 1 a.m. I was eating an apple and peanut butter, which is healthy for you. See, baby steps. Now, I'm not going to fully cut out the things that I enjoy because in my warped mind what's the purpose of exercising if I'm going to cut out all of the things that I enjoy now I will improve upon my eating habits like I said so healthier snacks eating um you know lots of fruits and vegetables and that kind of stuff but I'm not going to just cut out everything 
sis not there yet. I don't know that I'll ever get there, honestly. But weekend or cheat days, I did have me a Cinnabon over the weekend. But I have noticed that I have less, less gastrointestinal distress since I started working out and drinking water, water and improving my eating habits. So something is working somewhere. I don't know if I've trimmed off any fat around my gut piece, but I'm noticing some overall results. And that is my goal. So I'm going to keep at it. I'll update you. Hold me accountable. I have shared some of my workout videos on the gram because I need accountability. I suck in that area and I suck at being consistent. (laughs) So I'm trying to get them both in there together. And so by sharing my journey, it makes people say, bitch, are you still working out? Yes, I am. In fact, yes, I am. So that is me getting my uh, summer ready, even though I told you it's more like fall loading for the fall, but I'm still working on it. And what else have I? Oh, summer clothes shopping. I have started summer clothes shopping. And with so many of the stores still having their dressing rooms closed, it's complicated. I'm spending a whole lot of money buying a whole bunch of shit to bring home and have a fashion show to try on to then return and exchange and all this other stuff. So um, Nasir isn't really growing. He is pretty much... I think he's where he's going to be. Now, granted, he's only 16, so he still has some time to grow, but he's solidly been this size for three years now. So I'm not convinced. Now, his feet don't need to grow. I'm fine if he stops at this 10, 10 and a half mark. We don't need to get any bigger, but his body isn't growing. Now that helps me in the clothing department because that means that whatever clothes he had from last year still fit. That's a win for me. So I go through inventory. I'm like, okay, I bought him a shit ton of new shirts last year and stuff like that. Um, He needs a a couple more pair of shorts. So we're working on that because we were... We were in the house last summer, y'all. Heavy, heavy in the house. Like 95% in the house. So he didn't really wear those clothes that I bought. He wasn't going anywhere. But this summer, I'm committed to getting out and doing things. And even some of that is just local outside fun. But I'm committed to us getting out. And life won't exactly go back to normal. But this, whatever this new normal is, I'm committed to us getting out and experiencing this new normal. We cannot continue to just sit and shut up in the house in the manner of which we did last year. So I'm working it out. Um, I went shopping for Nori, which is a lot because she has outgrown everything, even though I bought her all new summer clothes last year. Nori's growing. Nori is nine, and that's what you do. So, new shoes for her, new clothes. Um, Nori is not the skinny beanpole that I am, or well, that I used to be, I should say. And so, shopping for her is a little different. So, she... Um, requires different outfits than some of the stuff that they sell like at Target y'all know I love my Target but these little booty shorts they made for these little um what I call little white girls with no bodies yeah they don't work for my girl so (laughs) I have been on a hunt to find her shorts that don't you know aren't hella long I don't want her to have to wear all Bermuda shorts but something that covers her cheeks so um shout out to Mimi of Unlikely Martha she told me that she had luck for her daughter. She's built similarly similarly to mine um, at Walmart. So I bit the bullet and I took my ass to Walmart and 
I will say their Jordache brand has been perfect for Nori. So the size 14 shorts are spot on for her. So I got her like lots of denim shorts and they have some cute designs. I got her some swimsuits, both from Walmart because they're only $10 and they had some really, really cute ones. And then I got her a couple from Target too. So all of which had us trying them all on to see how they fit and stuff like that. Um, and one of them Nori put on, I was like, my girl, are you okay with your gut? She was like, I love my body. And I was like, keep that same energy, sis. <laughs> keep that same energy. So uh, I have solidly gotten a hold of her summer wardrobe. And now the streets are just calling our name. I'm counting down to these 14 days left for school. And then we going to get out and about a little more. And we are summer ready. Ooh, so... I have been wanting to have like this garden party. So I'm gonna invite some of the girls over and we're gonna have a summer, uh, this garden party in my backyard. But y'all, the other day I saw this dope video. It was a bunch of white women in moo-moos and shit. And they were like walking down the street to the theme song for Sex in the City. So I have decided that the theme for my garden party is going to be moo-moos. We about to be moo-moo chic, uh, <laughs> jeweled up in everything in the backyard. And I cannot wait to bring my vision together. It's going to be like Golden Girls meets Sex in the City because that's the stage I am at in life right now. <laughs> so anyway, it's a fun shebang to do um, safely in the comforts of my backyard. I got a shit ton of yard and all of that. So I am excited. And I miss cackling with my girlfriends in person. So I'm excited about that. So let me know what your summer plans are, what your summer ideas are. I might need to copy some of them. How are you getting summer ready? What are you looking forward to the most? Let us sister know and we can talk about it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What? Thank you for listening, for subscribing and sharing. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. You are appreciated. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And as you continue the conversation, don't forget to use the hashtag Mimi Said What? Until next time, cuties.